Hello, and welcome to Music Matters, a podcast dedicated to our love and sometimes dislike of music. I'm your host, Kyle Hillman, and with me as always, Andrew Nichols. Hello. Hey. How's, how's it going? Good? Not too bad. Well, that's good. How are you? It's been rough this, this morning. It's been rough. Yeah? Yeah. We, we, we went out. We had some pizza last night at a place nice. that um, has a reputation for um, hurting the stomach a little bit. So Ooh. dealing with that, but I'm going to power through. I'm a professional. Oh, you're a soldier. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So, we're recording this on a Sunday. It's the Grammys. You excited? No. Well, okay then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I brought that up as a topic. Yeah. Wow. That's about all I got to say. No. But one of the albums that we listened to (coughs) and that we enjoyed, Jay-Z's 444, it's up for like eight nominations. Cool. I'm kind of excited to see where that ends up. I don't think he's going to win all eight. I don't even know what categories he's nominated for, but Childish Gambino got in there, Kendrick Lamar got in there, and he's going to be performing. I don't watch a lot of TV, so I'm actually going to have it on today, and this well, could I think be interesting. I'm going to pass. All right. I'll, I'll take notes for you, and I'll fill it in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, fi- I'll, fill, I'll fill you in after the fact. Yeah, let me know how it goes. I'm sure it'll be exciting. Could be. You never know. I haven't watched the Grammys. I got a pretty good idea. I haven't watched the Grammys in like 10 years. Me either, but that's because it's not exciting. It's true. Award shows. Right, and I don't really agree with them. <laughs> you know what band is not going to be there? I can almost guarantee. What? Black Label Society. Yeah. And that's a good call. That just so happens to be the album that we listened to this week. Because they just released a new one. It's called Grimmest Hits. I, th- I was calling Grimiest. it. Grimiest. Is it Grimiest? I think so. We might have to do some fact checking here in a minute. Um, oh, there isn't an I. I think you're right. Grimmest. Oh, Grimmest. Grimmest Hits. All right, cool. So we listened to Black Label Society's new record called Grimmest Hits. And here is a quick listen to one of the tracks called Disbelief. And faith begins to fade. So this is Black Label Society's 10th album, and they've been going strong now for almost 20 years, maybe a little over 20 years. I think it is 20 years now. 98, I'm pretty sure, is when they came out. Which is mind-boggling. Makes me feel old. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So all new Black Label Society, what'd you think? Um, You know, honestly, I did like it. I uh, The first time through, I kind of... I kept feeling like there was going to be something more to it, you know, like I kept feeling like I just wasn't hearing everything that I wanted to, you know, there is a lot of different layers. I think he's good at adding, you know, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the problem with new rock music is it's a lot of the same riff just over and over again, you know, it's more alternative and punk style rock instead of, you know, we've talked about that before where people aren't really creating new riffs as much. 
Yeah, his is more bluesy, metal-based. And yeah, I think he does a very good job of even switching up his riff. And his riffs are more, you know, eight-bar riffs where it, you know, it progresses more than a normal guy's riff would, you know. So um, I think they do a very good job of that to keep it entertaining, you know. And then they do a lot of things, too, where the drums are either mellowed down, you know, or playing something heavy, too. So I think they do a good job of switching everything up and giving you a little bit more and you know you can tell that they care yeah yes so um unfortunately and with more and more listens i didn't quite get as much as i was hoping to out of it but i do still think it's a very good album um what was that song <clears throat> a couple songs on there the first four or five are, were all really good actually but mm-hmm. trample down below we had talked about we thought that sounded like a sound garden song that was a really good one yeah um season the falter another good one the betrayal um was very Black Sabbath-y too, but how can you not be Black Sabbath inspired when you're Zach Wild? That's true. And he, <laughs> he got back together with Ozzy, I believe. Yeah, I actually went down to California and saw an Ozzy play last year, and Zach Sabbath was his guitarist, and that was an awesome show. Zach Sabbath was his guitarist? <laughs> <laughs> Zach or Zach Wild, Wild. Yes. yeah. That's he also way- has that band Zach Sabbath, where he just covers That's true. Black Sabbath songs. So, yeah. It's It's... This kind of a side tangent, but it was always struck me as odd that Ozzy would fire or part ways with Zach Wilde. Like you're yeah. not you're not going to replace, you're not going to find anything better. The only thing I could think was it was exactly that that he was like, okay, I'm towards the end of my career where I'm just touring more kind of thing, you know. And this guy's amazing. I might as well let him go be his own thing. Was yeah. kind of how I always saw it. But yeah, why would you want to get rid of him? <laughs> it's true. I kind of feel the same way as you do with this record. It, it technically it's it's very well done. The playing is excellent, but there isn't a whole lot of depth beyond the surface level riffs and the melodies and the solos. Right. Like what you're hearing is what you're going to get, which is not a bad thing. Not, I, I don't think I don't think that's a strike against it. Right. Just don't have, you know, a, a different expectation for it. Yeah. I would say it's probably their most solid album overall. Yeah. I think it's the best he sounds vocally. Yeah. He sounds very much like Ozzy, I think, in a lot of songs. Yeah. Um, You can hear the influences for sure. Yeah. But yeah, just not anything necessarily too special either. No. But very solid. It's like the definition of just your solid average record. album, yeah. Yeah, it's just a good record that if if you're into riff-based hard rock... Then you should be definitely listening to it. Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of like a dying breed, like something somebody out of yesteryear. You don't see this type of personality and this type of person um, in the mainstream anymore, right? Which I, I found kind of curious to think about, and it also leads into our top five in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think I almost prefer his acoustic stuff more yeah i don't know if i prefer it more but it is good not not book of shadows too that was ultimately disappointing highly disappointing i should say no but book of shadows one still one of my favorite records and all of his all of his kind of slower ballady stuff i i found far more interesting than um than the i found more interesting than the 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 more hard rock stuff and the album's way too damn long. This it's it's a commitment if you're gonna go all the way through. It is a long one. 
It's like an hour long. I'm like, oh my god. I had to, I had to split it up into two listening sessions. It was just too much for me. But overall, yeah, solid record. Yeah. And I guess that's the state of rock these days. <laughs> you just, yo, you get solid, and that's that's all you can hope for. I think it's the better thing to hope for. You know, you can't put too much high expectations on it, but there is still some good stuff. That's true. That's true. And I'm going to go out on a limb as well that this is not on the top five either on the billboard charts. I doubt it. Which is a shame because I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I might have to go back and do some research, but he had some billboard success um, with I'm some not, of his earlier stuff. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I might, know Stillborn was a very popular song. Yeah, I might be just pulling that one out of my butt. But it feels like he was he had some chart success with like Blessed Hellride and, and, and with Stillborn. Yeah, there was quite a few ones, you know, back in the older days, like you said, that could have. But yeah, I'm not sure. His sound was different back then, too. It was a little bit more Rob Zombie-ish, like... Simpler riffs, simpler drum patterns. His music has evolved in that sense to be a little bit more intricate. Yeah, I think you can definitely tell vocally it's big for me. Yeah. You know, back in the early days, too, he was more, almost more screechy, I guess, for lack of a better word that I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, he's a lot more smooth and, you know, he can sing a lot better, in my opinion, now, rather than just he was being a vocalist because he can. Right. Is how I felt at the beginning. Not that it was bad, but it just wasn't as refined not, as it yeah. is now. You're not buying that record for his vocals. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So if you're a fan of Zach Wilde, if you're a fan of hard rock, Black Sabbath, Soundgarty, Sludgy, Grindy. Soundgarty. Soundgarty. Yeah. Did I say Soundgarty? <laughs> Soundgarty, Sludgy. I like Soundgarden, it. Soundgarden, Sludgy. Definitely take a listen to it. Yep. So now that we've got that out of the way... Let's find out what everybody else has been listening to so we can be baffled and confused. Yes. Well, number one, we have Camila Cabello. Hey, Havana. I know that song. Well, if, an, we're going albums here, so. Oh, I know, but like that's the, the popular song that's leading that record. We listened oh. to it. We, we demoed that one a little bit. Did we? Yeah, they all kind of sound the same. It's very <laughs> obviously. I didn't like it if we didn't do the album, huh? <laughs> you were not. You were not super upset listening to it. It was huh. just kind of boring because it all sounded the same. Well, that sounds like pop music. Yeah, but it's not bad. Havana's kind of catchy. All right. Well, number two, we still have the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman. Yep. <clears throat> number three, Ed Sheeran with Divide. Still. Uh huh. Maybe we need to go back and listen to that and, and just do that one. Maybe. Uh, number four. <laughs> I'll work <laughs> on you. back <laughs> up. Uh, Stoney from Post Malone. Okay. And number five, Taylor Swift back on there with Reputation. It's a slow burn on that one. And Kendrick Lamar back up to number seven. <laughs> I bet you he's going to be in top five after... Uh, next week, yeah. After after his performance tonight and whatever happens with the Grammys, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that he's going to be in the top five again. And... Uh, I'd believe that. So you were not going to take that bet? No. That he was, okay. Because, yeah. I'm, yeah. It's probably going to happen. Probably. It's a good record, though. It is. Maybe he needs to make a new one. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. 
He seems like he's kind of in that phase where he's just being featured all over the place, though. You know, he kind of had that song with, what, he had a Beyonce song, and uh, wasn't he on the Eminem album, that new one? Was he on the newest Eminem record? Was he? I don't, I don't think so. Was he was, he was on the last Eminem record. He was on the Maroon 5 song. Oh, there was another we, new album we just listened to that we didn't actually do on the show. but Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. No. Oh, well. He's been a lot of places lately. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to go back and revisit Damn as it is. Go listen to the collector's edition and have all the track orders, like, have it reversed. Yeah. That'll be fun. All right. Moving on. We are now on to our top five list. And this is an interesting list. This is a, this is a little bit unique. It feels like Andy and I took a little bit different approaches to how we wanted to to get our our, yeah, our five, be, it's going to be an interesting one to narrow down. That's for sure. Everybody on the list are good singers and really good guitarists, even if they don't always show it at the same time, which is frustrating <laughs> for this list and this show. Yeah, you went a little off topic. That's <laughs> basically did. what you're saying is no, you're justifying why you went off topic. I'm not justifying. <laughs> I'm just saying it made finding examples tricky. Well, it made finding examples tricky because you didn't pick anybody that was technically a lead guitarist and lead singer. But that's yeah, okay. Sure, it, it works. Sure, it did. <laughs> I, I'm going to defend myself. I did choose their lead guitarists and singers your, on some of them. In your renditions, yes, but... But we'll save that banter for later. Yeah, we'll First, see. we got to see who we actually chose. So, number one for you. Number one, uh, let's go with uh, Santana, and this song is Soul Sacrifice. Undeniably, one of the great guitar uh, guitarists of classic rock music, and uh, he has a unique voice for sure. And you know, he doesn't always sing on his songs, but it definitely adds a different element, especially when he can sing in Spanish and in English too. You know, it's a it just adds so much to his songs and to his unique style overall. That and I mean, I don't know that he really has a bad song either. No, he doesn't. But I would argue, and I might save this for later, but I have some arguments about this choice. I'm not doubting his, his catalog. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Then great great guitarist. We'll get there. I don't want to <laughs> spoil it now. <laughs> All right. But there's, there's, I, I have some nits to pick with that one. Oh, this is going to get heated. <laughs> <laughs> this could get bad. Um, my first choice, I'm going to go with a grunge guy. And he wasn't the lead singer of the band, but he was the main songwriter. He did sing all over the records, 
they just had a better singer that dominated everything, rightfully so. And I'm going to go with Jerry Cantrell. So that was Man in the Box from Alice in Chains' first record. And if anybody's been listening to rock for the last few years, for any amount of time, really, you're probably familiar with this song. Yeah. I'd hope so. Yeah. He's not the most technical lead guitarist, but his playing fit perfectly for that style and that band. And I couldn't imagine any other guitarist being able to do that and uh, yeah, it was just that is Jerry Control. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with any other guitar part of it. <laughs> he's a good singer too. Uh, yeah, he's not a bad singer, but he wasn't their lead singer. No, and but never has been. But we'll, we'll get into that we'll later. Save, <laughs> we'll save it. We'll save that <laughs> like for later. Like I said, heated. Yeah. All right. Next for you. Um, <clears throat> let's go with uh, Jack White. song is Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground, and uh, another guy that's just done it over and over again throughout his career. You know, he was with the Recon Tours. Uh, is that how you say that band name? That's how I've always said it. I'm not exactly I always, sure. I always called it the Racketeurs. Maybe it is Racketeurs. Racketeurs. I don't know. Who knows? But I know what anyway, you're talking about. Them. Uh, yeah. There's another band that I can't remember the name of, and then White Stripes is obviously his and his solo career now. Um, another one of those guys that's definitely unique, and not everybody everybody necessarily likes his voice, but very bluesy inspired rock, um, very unique, very progressive. You know, he does a lot of weird, different things that nobody else would think of. You know, a lot of the stuff, you know, playing your guitar that's out of tune or yeah. making your own guitar out of a broom and a bottle and random stuff like that, you know, and playing a lot of slide guitar and messing with sounds and stuff like that. I think a very progressive guy that. You can't really argue his career either, you know? It's a fantastic choice that I completely spaced on that I shouldn't have. But yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to spread some love here. Yeah, we'll, we're, see. We're, yeah, not. we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> but I'm going to try and get my most controversial choices out of the way first. So that first one, yes. My next controversial choice... Nobody's doubting his guitar playing. 
and he has one of the most famous singing voices in rock music. And that's James Hetfield from Metallica. So I've just been informed that I say Metallica weird. Maybe <laughs> well, I say it better now. Did. Yeah, Metallica. I'm, we're leaving it in for posterity. I like it. So yeah, he's the rhythm guitarist by title. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But nothing else matters. He's playing the lead guitar. He's he can rip it out on a solo, and he's so good at rhythm guitar that it's disgusting. And vocally, and vocally, for slash metal. Is that what it's called? Trash. I mean, they've kind of evolved a little bit. They've kind of gone through a couple different styles, I'd say. But Yeah. That style of music doesn't necessarily lend for good vocal work. Right. But he's kind of the exception. Yeah. He, that's one, uh, I'd say that's a little better pick than Gary, Gary Control. Jerry Control. <laughs> We're still learning to speak today, <laughs> apparently. It's a rough day. Okay, next for you. Next up for me, let's go with Ted Nugent. song is obviously stranglehold and uh you know you either love the guy or you hate the guy but you can't really deny that he's a great guitarist and you know he's been doing it for a long time too and was a i don't know that he has the best voice but he doesn't have a bad voice at all no he's a pretty influential guy especially in the 70s in detroit and that rock scene yeah good choice see spreading that love <laughs> spreading that love it just sounds like i got a good list is what it sounds like you do have a good list. Yeah, yours is a little off. My list is good, too. <laughs> it's full of great artists and great musicians. It is. I'm not denying that at all. And another great musician. <clears throat> oh, boy. Is my next choice. And that is John Frusciante. So that was a song called Annie, and that was off of one of his many solo records. He's most famously known as the lead guitarist behind the Red Hot Chili Peppers and all their big hits. His solo work is about as 
far left field from what the Chili Peppers did as you could ever possibly be. Yeah. But it really highlights his vocal abilities, and I enjoy it a lot. So great guitarist, great vocalist, and a little bit weird. Yeah. Just my style. Next. Next up, I went with uh, Billy Gibbons. song is Just Got Paid from ZZ Top, which he obviously was the lead guitarist and lead singer for. Such a great riff. And yeah, um, another guy that combined blues and hard rock with a little bit of Texas kind of southern rock too in there. And just, uh, yeah, had one of the greatest guitarists of all time. And, you know, he has that very iconic, deep, growly voice to him too, where, you know, like stuff like The Grange where he just gets so gritty and, yeah, always been one of my favorites. I was going to put ZZ Top on my list, just so you know. But I figured you were going to have it on there. I was hoping you, know you were going to so have it on well. there. Yeah. <laughs> See? It's more love. Spreading <laughs> the love. Positivity. Good choice. I knew you'd find a way to get Frashanti on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's always a way. All right. Next, for me, this... All right. Now I'm, I'm heading back into um, traditional territory, I guess. <laughs> but not completely. We have to take a, a pit stop here. And my next choice is John Mayer. So most people are familiar with John Mayer and his singer-songwriter, singer-songwriter pop ballads, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But the dude can absolutely shred. Yes. And he's an avid student of blues. And he did a he he put together a trio for a little bit and called it the John Mayer Trio. And that mm-hmm. um, the song that we listen to, uh, "Waiting for Tomorrow," is a Jimi Hendrix cover where he kind of just lets loose, which he doesn't do often on his records, which no. is a shame. But he's he's an underrated singer. He's a sneaky singer and a really, really good guitarist that doesn't show it that often. So, Yeah. All right, last for you. Last for me, I went with Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
that song is Voodoo Child, another Jimi Hendrix cover there. And, uh, yeah, I think undeniably another one. This one I thought probably should have been in the Fall, uh, the fall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was really surprised you didn't pick this one. I thought he was a little too bluesy. But with all your other picks? I didn't get too I bluesy, say did they I? Were, I wouldn't say they were too rocky. They were pretty poppy. Well, well for Shanti is. I mean, his solo stuff is pretty... Anyway, we can pretty pretty later. amazing. <laughs> yeah, pretty not rocky. And, and well, we should also mention we forgot to say this at, at, at the jump, but <laughs> Hall of Fame artists, we we picked three. One was Zach Wild because we listened to his record, right? And then we also chose Eric Clapton and Jimi yeah. Hendrix. So that's why you're not hearing those names on these lists, even though Jimi Hendrix is still kind of creeping in with our some of our selections. <laughs> you can't. You can't deny no, Jimmy. That's why he's on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's a good choice, though. I, was, I just thought it was a little too bluesy, because if we're going down that road, then that opens up all of those singers and guitarists. And That's so true. I, I was trying purposely to stay away from that, but it's still a good choice. Lastly, for me, I went with... Uh, he's well-known, but not really... And that's Warren Haynes. So that song was called Mr. High and Mighty, and that's off of a government mule record, which is a side band that he started when the Allman Brothers were taking a break. And he's just a fantastic guitarist and singer. Yeah. He he kind of straddles the line between jam band, blues, pop, rock. The dude can do it all. Yeah, that's one that just spaced my mind. Yay! I have one. <laughs> I have one. So that's our list. Yeah, now the fun part. Now now the painful <laughs> part. I'm actually going to take notes on this one because I'm not going to be able to keep them straight. <laughs> so, are there any are there any easy ones for us to just say, yeah, obviously they're going to be on this list. <laughs> for me, well, I mean, for you, I know you're just going to be like, well, we'll just take my list. Well, yeah, I got uh, Santana, we got Ted Nugent, we got Stevie Ray Vaughan, we got Jack White, and we got Billy Gibbons. All right, I want to put I want to put Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I want to put Jack White on the list. Okay. And Billy any, Gibbons any, any, and any, Ted any, Nugent Santana. <laughs> no, all right, so oh. Santana. Let's Let's talk about Santana. Is he a singer? Really? He does sing, yes. Because 
in my mind, he's not a singer. He's just a guitarist. All of his big hits, he at most, he's just kind of doing the background. Is it Jerry Cantrell a singer then? Jerry Cantrell, sing, Cantrell sings more than, than Santana does and better, in my opinion. Well, that's your opinion. Jerry Cantrell is not as good of a guitarist, <laughs> but he's a better singer and he sings more. Those are my nits to pick. But he's is, not a lead singer. Neither is Santana. In Santana, songs, he is. Santana has different vocalists but as the lead singer. But he's also the lead singer in songs. In he's some. also the only singer in songs where Jerry Cantrell... Jerry Cantrell has solo records where he he's sings. He's solo records, but... I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean... Are those popular? No. I don't think so. But none of Santana's songs where he's singing by himself are super popular either. All of his. Uh, I don't all know of, about that. Have you heard of Oye Como Va? Oh, I have. Oh, <laughs> I, I think have. that's a pretty popular one. But outside of that one, I mean, Soul all, Sacrifice is a pretty popular song. I don't know that he really sings much, but that makes my point. That proves my point, doesn't it? No, they, 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 the guy they, that Jerry Cantrell is a backup vocalist. He's still the lead vocalist. Yeah, he doesn't sing much, but he doesn't need to sing much. I wouldn't debate that he's the best singer, but I debate that he's better for this list than Jerry Cantrell. I think they're on the same boat. I think Jerry and and Santana. Jerry's not the front man. Santana's only the front man because he's an amazing guitarist. But the band is Santana. The band isn't Jerry Cantrell and Alice in Chains. I could argue that it should have been <laughs> Jerry Cantrell. <laughs> I don't know. If Lane Staley never died, I don't agree with that. Lane Staley never would have left and should have been the lead singer forever. Yeah, but Lane Staley is such an, a great such a great vocalist that. <laughs> You don't say no to Lane Staley, which probably was so part, of, was part of the problem and <laughs> why he's dead. Obviously, we're getting nowhere with Santana. So, so yeah, so let's <laughs> let's table Jerry and Santana. We'll we'll push them off to the side for now. Okay, that leaves for Shanti for me, and that's that's a soft spot because it's not the his dude's solo a killer stuff guitarist. Isn't rock man. This, the, his if we're gu- talking lead rock. Vocalist and guitarist, his solo stuff just doesn't hit it. I agree with his guitar work on Chili Peppers, but that's my only problem with him. That's why I couldn't put him on the list. You know I love him too, and I'd love to put him on there. We'll put him to the side for a minute. But he's more of a Jack Johnson (laughs) when he goes solo. It's just showing his range, that's all. He's creative. (laughs) That's fine, but it's not rock. Now he does electronic music, and he barely picks up the guitar. And that's fine. No, it's it's not not fine. That hurts my heart. (laughs) It's not rock. Okay. Let's go to some easier choices then. Okay. John Mayer, does he make the list? That's one of yours that I could debate on there. Because he's, again, again like, like his records, they don't necessarily <laughs> highlight his right. guitar playing so much. That's the hard part with it. But it's there. Because he it's was there. another one I was thinking about too, but I couldn't put him on there because, like we talked about, you know, it's like he obviously can play a, a really good guitar and plays a, a heavy guitar too, but yeah. it just doesn't happen on his albums. It happens when he plays live. You know, the John Mayer trio happened a little bit more on, but another one that's very more bluesy rock, if anything, whenever he does play. It's true. With this list, you just can't escape the blues. No, something and something I mean, about that. It's going to be hard to do with any kind of rock episode like this. but That image of a guitarist singing and playing I don't know. It just goes with the blues. Yes. All right. What about Warren Haynes? That's another one I could debate on there. I think Warren Haynes has got to be on there. He he might not have the name recognition as right. a Stevie Ray Vaughan, 
but he is just as talented in my mind. And yeah, you know a lot of his work. You just might not know that it's him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm I'm going to make the executive decision and put Warren Haynes just to make sure that I have one person on this list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have three people now. Right. We have Jack White and all of his weird creativity. Uh, yes. We have Stevie Ray Vaughan and his rock and blues. And we have Warren Haynes, which is a little bit more jam banded rock blues. Uh, I got to get Billy Gibbons on there for sure. Billy's a tough one to, to not put on. Yeah. Because he does have the name recognition. Right. He does have those iconic songs and riffs. And all the talent. And he's been doing it for 50, 60 years. Yeah. And he's got a pretty cool beard, too, if you didn't know. Yeah, we are we are fans of beards, apparently. Imagine that. So I think I made the argument to put your artist on there. <laughs> Works for me. So let's just put it on there. Um, what do we think about James Hetfield? Uh, that's another one. He's really not the lead guitarist. I do agree that he does do some solos, and he's probably if Kirk uh, Hammett was crossover. There, if Kirk Hammett wasn't there, he could be the lead guitarist. Yeah, for sure. But that style of music lends itself to a rhythm and a lead guitarist. But yeah, they'd be a completely different band if he was yeah. just the lead guitarist and vocalist. I would um, like to. I I'm willing to to stake my flag on on Hetfield, just because he's been overshadowed by Kirk Hammett. He he does he does solo. Well, on I records. guess I have Ted Nugent up against him then, and I don't know that I could put Hetfield above Nugent, just for the simple fact that every solo is played by Nugent, and they're all pretty damn good solos. Yeah. Maybe I think, not. I think vocally they're probably about the same. I think I might like Hetfield a little more vocally, but I don't think Nugent's bad at all. He's a close second. It's just a little different style of rock. I think I just like Metallica's music more than Ted Nugent's. And it's hard for me to separate Ted Nugent now from Ted Nugent back then when he was just being a hippie making well, yeah, you got to think about music. music here. You're not thinking about. I know. I'm not saying best that, person award. I know. <laughs> that, I'm just. I'm just laying it out there. Like it's hard for me to separate. So when I see Ted Nugent, it's just kind of like you get that stale fart smell. And like, <laughs> you know, that's that's my reaction now because I can't. I haven't been able to separate it. But I know what you're saying. I understand it, and I agree. It, his stuff that he did um, in the '70s was really good. But Hetfield, man, Hetfield, he's he got to get that sneaky choice. Like nobody thinks of. But he's not the lead guitarist. He could be. He could have <laughs> been. Be, but he's he not. Jerry Cantrell could have. But he's Contrell not. could have been the lead singer. <laughs> but he's not. Just because he isn't doesn't mean for Sean. It means he doesn't fit on our list. That's all it means. It doesn't mean he's not a good artist and the band wasn't amazing. It just means he doesn't fit for this list as good as Ted Nugent, who was the lead guitarist and was the lead singer. Quit trying to use logic on me, man. That's all I this do. Is- <laughs> How you know, long have you known me? You know what the worst part about this list, because I feel like John Frusciante is not going to make it. Is <laughs> you think? Is he was a better singer than Anthony uh, Giedis. But he wasn't their lead singer, unfortunately. Which is so. Ted Nugent rounding out the top five. John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go John Mayer. Ah. Uh, 
<laughs> I can't put him over Ted Nugent. He's not hard enough. All right. I agree gonna, that I do like his stuff a lot, and I wish it was... Uh, if he's listening, make a hard album, John. Come on. Yeah, yeah, get it. <laughs> get off your ranch in Montana, and let's, let's make a hard rock record. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, I'm going to go with Ted Nugent. I'm going to put that down on this list, but I'm also going to um, file this episode under protest. <laughs> like, this this episode is going down under protest. For who? For me. <laughs> and and all of my choices, I, I feel all of them. Yeah, because none of them applied. They do That's apply. Okay. They okay. do apply. <laughs> but for for everybody trying to keep track of this nonsense at home, our list that we're going to go with today: Jack White, <clears throat> Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm-hmm. Warren Haynes, mm-hmm. Billy Gibbons, and Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. In no particular order. Good job, Andy. And it is being filed under protest. <laughs> so the NFL will review it and we'll get back to us. Why are you the only one that gets to make these rules? You get to make them too. Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to debate or uh, review this? The NFL. You're saying that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they rule everything, don't <laughs> right, they? We'll get it back from New York in about two months. Yeah, and then I won't disclose what they say. <laughs> no, you'll never <laughs> tell me. <laughs> because it doesn't change anything, Unless ultimately. you win, so I'll know if I never hear anything that I want. <laughs> I'll give it a month, and if I don't hear anything, I won. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm also the one that edits this, so huh. all of a sudden this list changed dramatically. <laughs> oh, those were all Kyle's picks, huh? Yeah, funny how that works. All right, so I think that is going to wrap up this vivacious episode. Mm. Thank you all for listening. And if you guys have other artists that you were thinking of that we didn't think of, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Pod Music Matters. Let's see if we can get a debate going. I'm, I'm curious. I, wa- I still don't know this Twitter thing, but I want to try. I'm going to try it. Cool. <laughs> on our next episode. We are going to be listening to Evidence's new record. It's called Whether or Not. I'm not familiar with Evidence personally, but looking into it, seems like he's been around for a little bit. Yeah. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about him and and see where that leads. It should be an interesting record to listen to. Mm-hmm. And our top five for next week are going to be the top five hip-hop producers. Should be another interesting list. Yes. So until next time, oh, we got a Hall of Fame on that reason. Um, we do have a Hall of Fame, but we'll decide that later. We'll figure it out and we'll let people know. Okay. Hopefully, we don't forget. <laughs> so until next time, peace. <laughs>